want to just take an opportunity and update you on some of the ways that God has been truly working in our lives and in the lives of the people that we've been serving. Uh, you know, we talked about, we've been talking about over the last month or so, what it means to be radical and bold and unorthodox in, in, in how we live our lives, especially this summer, with all the things that are going on in our, in our country and around the world. You know, what does it mean for people to step up and be bold? What does it mean to be unorthodox? What does it mean to be radical? And, and it's been amazing because we as a, a church, we step back um, this summer and said, you know what, we're not going to, we are not going to hold back. We're not going to wait until things change. We're not going to wait until things turn around. We're going to keep moving forward boldly for God and building his kingdom now, not just when things kind of straighten out, but we're going to go forward now in faith and do some dynamic and exciting things. And, and so this morning, we're going to share some of those things. And I'll start out by sharing some of the updates on what God has been doing uh, within the church. First, uh, let me read a couple of the cards that you have placed up here at the cross. This is just a few of the cards of the over 100 cards that we've received. It's hard to read them all, um, especially when some of them are personal. And I don't want anybody to kind of figure out who else who would write something like that. Okay, so we're not going to share them all. Um, but they are absolutely the most uplifting and encouraging things to read. How people are, how their lives are being changed, how God is moving. One person said, we're in a clean house of stuff. And donate to the thrift store. Uh, we're going to reduce our stuff by 25%. So we're going to clean out the stuff of their house by 25% and give it to the thrift store. And also make crafts every week to give to the thrift store to increase their, their uh, sales. I want to serve God uh, by serving in Africa long term or short term. Um, just amazing type things. This one I absolutely love. It was just ripped off a little piece of paper. And it says, I will give up candy for one month. And it is written in, I mean, you know, very young child wrote this, um, and it's just amazing. And if you think about this, you think about giving up candy for one month in the summertime, okay, if you're a kid, that is truly amazing. That is so encouraging that some would think, you know, how can I sacrifice, do something bold, radical, and orthodox, okay? When you were that age, wouldn't that be bold, radical, and orthodox? No, they didn't put down candy and ice cream, so they're probably eating more ice cream. If you're not, I just helped you out, okay? So you can eat ice cream. Uh, uh, I feel God's going to lead me to do more, but through prayer, I feel led to donate my commission money to the food pantry this summer. Uh, give all the, my savings, zero out my account, and depend on him. That's, you know, you don't know what person has in their account, but it doesn't really matter. If you, if, if, depends on where you are in your life, Zeroing out your account and depending on God in your savings account, that, that's a bold move. That's a, that's a radical move on a person's part. To give away anything my family has in abundance, we are very, very blessed to have so much and also be a better, more positive role model to my children. Be bold in sharing my faith with my classmates. Uh, you know, you think, oh, yeah, but think about that. Having a boldness to go out and share the love of Christ with those in your, in your school. I'm going to start, and it's summertime, though. That wasn't, I'm just kidding. No, I, I know you're going to do it when you get back. Um, I'm going to start meditating on what I need to do uh, to make Jesus truly the Lord of my life. I will read the Bible more often and longer, for longer periods of time. I will pray more and then will take the time to listen as well. I will not let my stuff own me. 
That is so significant, not allowing our stuff to own us. Let me share a few more things that God is doing. People have been selling their possessions, I mean, different things that they have, and saying, you know, what can I do to sacrifice, to make a difference for the kingdom of God right now in the midst of a difficult circumstance? And they've been selling some of their possessions. It's just amazing as they share these things with me, things that they really treasure, that they're, they're, they're giving up so they can make a difference in some other part of the world, maybe Nigeria or India or, or Mexico, but they, they want to make a difference there. Not only we're, we're serving our own community, but people are thinking, what can I do to impact the lives of people around the world? Um, people are, I'll just tell you something, people in this church, and I, I really want this to continue because I want at the end of this summer to get up here and give a report that is nothing short of staggering when it comes to how God has been moving. But June was probably the worst June we've ever had in our church for a lot of reasons, obviously, with the economy and everything else. But we said, you know what? We're not going to shrink back. We're going to move forward. July, even <laughs> July has probably been, not probably, July has by far been the best giving uh, uh, month uh, in the history of our church. So it's turned completely around. People have been sacrificing. People who don't have are sacrificing. People who do have are sacrificing. We are not sitting back and saying, well, let's wait till things get better until September rolls around and people, everybody comes back. The church has actually been growing over the summer and people have been sacrificing and it's been really encouraging. And I really, really want to see that uh, just from your pastor to you, see that continue because it, is, it will be nothing short of miraculous at the end of the summer if we turn around and go into September in strong financial positions because we have so much that God is doing through this church um, and I want that to continue and, and move forward. People are giving of themselves. They are thinking of radical things to do in their lives right now. I wish I could share some of these things. I can't because they're, they're just in the process of thinking through how they can move this direction. But giving up their positions now and their jobs to go on and do something else for the Lord. That is a sacrifice to them. That is what people, that's how people in the church right now are thinking. What can I do to sacrifice for God? Um, people are giving of themselves in construction to continue the process of moving this, this facility forward. If you've noticed, and most people have said, you know, you make more of a big deal out of this than we do. We don't really care. But you notice the poles and the wires are pretty much gone. I'm sorry. Please, someone clap. For me, okay? For me. It's just for me. I couldn't stand those poles and those wires. So most of them are gone. Some little ones left here and there, but most of those are gone. But people are, are giving of themselves to sacrifice this summer to keep these projects going forward. Um, people are serving in positions of the church. And you say, well, yeah, that's what we do at church. No, I'm talking about people who are willing to literally come on and take up staff-type positions, that kind of energy, that kind of time that they're giving to the church to serve this body. In most churches, you have to even pay for some of these positions. And people in this body are willing to step up and take on those types of roles to further the kingdom of God through this church. It's amazing. And I will give you details as time goes on. Um, but these are the kinds of things that are happening. Uh, people donating materials. You know, we don't have, we've, we've spent a lot of money on the building back here. And now we're kind of, money's coming in slowly through the capital campaign. But people are, to keep the projects going forward, they're donating materials so that we can keep the, so the other people can come along and do construction and keep the projects moving. It's, it's amazing. Um, in, in Nigeria, for example, uh, I'll give you a, a kind of quick update. 
we'll, we'll be digging our self-sustaining enterprises in Nigeria. will be digging its 50th borehole this coming Thursday. 50th borehole. Absolutely. That is so incredible. You figure 50 boreholes times the thousands of people who are now drinking clean water, and that is truly life-changing. And the renovations continue on the Oasis House. Uh, as far as I know, the children will be moving into the Oasis House sometime in August uh, if that hasn't changed. But they're working hard to get the house done so the kids, the, the AIDS orphans, kids who are affected by AIDS can move into that house. Um, there are so many amazing things that God has been doing, so many bold and radical and orthodox things that God has been doing. I really wish, if you know my personality... I really wish I could share with you what might be happening, okay, really soon. Uh, because there are some things that are going to, if, 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 they, if they come about, they're going to blow your mind. The kinds of things that the people of this church are doing to put the church in a stronger position to minister in the fu- now and in the future. And uh, I don't want to be one who under promises, you know, over promises, under delivers. So it's killing me, but I will wait patiently you know your pastor i'm very patient it's all about i'm all about patience um i will wait patiently as god brings these things to fruition to share them with you as they come about so but just just be prepared for for, for us to share over the next two months what god has been doing and you'll be absolutely absolutely amazed um this morning though at the remainder of our time what we want to do i asked mark and i asked brian to come and share how our high school and junior high students have been impacting the lives of people around this country and around the world this summer on their mission ships. We prayed for them. We prayed that God would move in a, in a miraculous way, in a special way in their lives. And he really has. So we want to take the rest of this service just to celebrate the way God has moved in the lives of our, of our youth ministry. Well, good morning and welcome to Grace Chapel. My name is Brian Monafon, the high school youth pastor here, and um, just wanted to take some time to talk about how we're highlighting the summer to serve within the high school and our trip to Mexico. And I think the, the way to best get started is, is saying that this trip could have potentially not have happened. Um, those of you that either have youth in high school or maybe you heard about or were praying for us, just in the, the discernment process that it was with first with when we were preparing for this trip, just the whole the, the drug um, Lord, stuff that was going on in, in Mexico and the cities bordering the United States and just all in the media. And it was all this talk about, is it safe? And, you know, don't travel and stuff like that. And, and that was our first obstacle that we had to face is, is, does that, should we still go through with this? And so we really had to pray through that. We felt like, okay, yeah, God's still leading us to go. And, and sure enough, then another obstacle came and that was with the whole swine flu uh, epidemic that was there. And so that was in the media. And so this trip was just very difficult and challenging. Uh, and it, it, it it challenged and strengthened us in a way to really lean and trust in God for direction, for guidance and discernment on a trip like this. And so uh, I think it, it shows a lot of strength of our leadership of our church in the body of Christ, just as you guys taking time to pray for us and discern what does God have in store for the high school youth ministry and should we go to Mexico. And um, it was just reassuring to see the body rally around together to take the right steps um, in leadership to pray and discern, um, and that was supportive for me, and that was just supportive to knowing that I'm a part of a greater body that, that takes a, a, a very sincere look at prayer and God's direction for our high school youth ministry, and so um, even before the trip even happened in the pictures that you saw, it was a very defining moment and, and a, a challenging point for our church to say, we really need to go before God in this and just see what does he want, because when you're facing with challenges and it's in the media and you're constantly hearing it, it really, it wears on you as to, are you, am I listening to the world or am I listening to the Lord? 
And so it was a it's a tough challenge, but um, now looking back on it, I'm so thankful that we stuck with it, that we are, we persevered, uh, because God did so much in that trip um, in my life, and I know in all the students' lives. Um, so the, the the challenge in this trip started even way before it even uh, even had happened. Um, and another thing that was kind of challenging on this trip, as we highlight this summer to serve and going down to Mexico, was just that this was our first year going on a bus. Uh, we we took a, a 50 passenger 55 passenger bus down there, and um, it took a total of 37 hours, and so that's a long way to be traveling on a bus. Uh, you can imagine, you know, some long road trips, you think that's long, but 37 hours was just a very long time. Um, and I was so impressed with the youth in that um, this trip, we took a lot of underclassmen, which was freshmen and sophomores, and there was very few upperclassmen. And it just amazed me as I sat in the bus and I, I watched them engage with each other to see the leadership within freshmen and sophomores rise up and fill the roles within the group dynamic that was there um, to fill those spots. And it was it was encouraging for me to see the potential leadership and to see them follow through with that leadership just within even freshmen and sophomores. Uh, it was awesome. I, I couldn't imagine uh, more uh, more conducive means of getting to know the students better on a bus because you're kind of stuck. You can't really get away. You kind of have to do life for 37 hours together. And it's a blessing to get to know them, to see them engage, and like I said, to see them step up in leadership. And so that was another thing that highlighted for us and that this was our first year to take a trip for 37 hours on a bus, uh, which was awesome. I loved it. The other thing that really stood out to me is this year we our, our theme was intervention, and this was the shirt that we had. And it was the intervention as, as I began to look at Scripture, I saw how God moved on behalf of people's faithfulness uh, whenever they took the step of faith and said, I'm trusting in my God with this, and so whatever the outcome may be, I trust in him with it. And there's countless time and time again as we look through scripture to see where that was how a guy did. He's looking for those that trust in him, and he'll follow through with intervention, and often divine intervention. And it was so cool to see that. And so that was our, um, that was our theme for Mexico down there. And one of the ways I challenged the youth was uh, I wanted I presented a scenario that I held up my Bible down there on, on one of the couple of, first couple of nights there, and I said, "This is I want you to imagine with me for a second that this is the last Bible in all the world right here. This is it I'm holding, and after tonight, it's going to disappear. And you now within the groups that we had them divided up into, which was six group, I said, you are now being entrusted with the task of carrying out and remembering the passage which I delegated to them." Um, to full potential of everything from biblical accuracy. What does the story say? What does it mean? And after tonight, there's no more going back to a Bible because I think we can take it for granted of knowing that the Bible will always be there. You can get online and look up stuff. But being able to have the tangible source of truth and, um, and that they need to know it for themselves, not just being able to say, well, it's there if I ever do need it. And it was so impressive, and it was a blessing for me, and I know all the other groups really enjoyed it, to see the skits uh, that they had prepared and the, the things, that, the way they really saturated themselves with the truth of the Scripture. And, and uh, we had a judges, a panel of judges, kind of like American Idol. We called it Biblical Idol. Um, down there. It was fun to see their insight and how their personalities came out. We had people like Simon and just other people that were really harsh and some very compassionate you know, towards the groups. But all of them did, it, it blessed me to see uh, the sincerity um, and just the passion that the students took in, in their groups to play out the truth um, of the passages that, that we had down there. So it was a great trip. Um, I feel like they really spoke the truth. I didn't have to teach so much because they taught each other within their passages and how God intervened. Um, and so uh, it was a blessing for me to see that. And then even to come back and see just the wave of momentum I feel that we have coming back here in Mason, Ohio, and just seeing how God is beginning to do something really special and transform the lives of our uh, the students in our community and, and within our body. And that there's students that didn't go to Grace Chapel that are now going to Grace Chapel, students that weren't coming to Veritas that are now coming to Veritas. And it's just neat to see this wave, to be caught up into something that's bigger than yourself. Um, and so that would be my challenge that um, – 
that you within the greater the body of Christ, that you would make your life uh, in your pursuit of Christ a priority so that you too can be caught up in this momentum, this wave of what God is doing here within Grace Chapel. And it, it's such an honor to know that I serve as, as one follower of Christ within a greater body of a church that truly does passionately care about pursuing the Lord's work and building his kingdom um, here on, on, on this earth in our generation. And so what I want to do, I normally have students speak and share, but I wanted uh, Matt Baldwin to come up and share from an adult perspective. What does it mean and what is it like uh, to be as an adult to go on a trip and see God move? And then also I wanted Nate Seaman to, to share as well. So I'll let Matt share with you. Well, since I've been back from Mexico, uh, I've told the story of our trip to lots of people. And one thing that surprised me is every person I share the story with ends up asking me the same two questions. And it doesn't matter if it's someone from our church or someone outside the church. It doesn't matter if it's a close friend of mine or someone that uh, is just a casual acquaintance. But I, I tell the story about our trip. And the first question they ask is, did you really tra- take a bus 36 hours each way to Mexico? I said, well, yes, yes, we did. We were trying to save some money on airfare, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. And they just say, that's crazy. Then the second question they ask is, oh, well, um, so your your kids went on this trip with you, right? I, I reply, well, no, actually, my kids are seven and five, so they weren't really old enough to go. Uh, so, you know, it was me going with 20-some high school kids that I didn't know. They said, 20-some high school kids you don't know? That's really crazy. But I'm here to tell you that, for me, it wasn't crazy at all. It was merely being obedient to what God had laid on my heart to go down and, you know, first to serve the orphans in Mexico and reach out to the least and the lost. And we did that through both, uh, you know, trying to meet their physical needs by feeding them, by providing shelter and caring for them in that way, but also trying to meet their emotional and spiritual needs and, you know, living out the faith we have and the love of Christ as we interacted with them and loved on them. It also, though, provided me an opportunity to reach out to and love the youth right here in our own church by being a, uh, offering a forum for me to be a friend, a mentor, uh, and a guide to our own high school kids here in the youth group. And I was very happy to find that apparently I wasn't alone in thinking that this wasn't crazy. Actually, this year, half of the adults that we had on our trip to Mexico didn't have a kid on the trip at all. So my encouragement to you this morning is, as God is uh, leading you to do things that you might at first think are crazy, to be receptive to his leading and pray about it and see really where he's leading you. I want to leave you with one final thought this morning. Uh, A while back, I was uh, talking about uh, the golden rule with a friend of mine. Uh, You remember this is... uh, Jesus' command to us, it's in Matthew chapter 7, and he said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And my friend said, hey, Matt, what do you think is the most important word in that passage? I thought about it. I said, well, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I said, I, I give up. To me, they're all important. I can't pick a most important word. And my friend said, well, Matt, this is just my point of view. But I think the most important word in that is do. He said, the golden rule is of no use to you whatsoever unless you realize it's your turn. So all of us are being called by God to serve in different ways. All of us have the opportunity to change lives. But none of that will happen unless we take action. So how will you serve? It's your move.
uh, as a student coming on this mission trip, uh, it was a completely different experience uh, for me uh, other than going on the middle school mission trip because, first of all, it was my first mission trip with the high schoolers. I'm going into, uh, I'm going to be a sophomore next year. And uh, also, it was my first time going out, um, going out of the country to Mexico. So it was also, um, it was a really fun experience uh, for those two reasons. And uh, the first thing that I noticed when we first got down there, other than how long it took, was um, just <laughs> was uh, how different it was than uh, here in Ohio and even the United States. Like when we crossed the border, it was like night and day. Um, when we crossed the border, uh, like those streets were just lined with shacks and. Um, just like um, little huts and stuff with um, where they would sell just like commonplace items uh, that we could get at Kroger every day, like watermelons and fruit and vegetables and stuff like that. And it just struck me uh, how much we take for granted in this country. I know that lots of people always say that, but like you don't really feel it unless you go to um, another country that's in, as impoverished as uh, Mexico is. And uh, when I got there, it just really struck me because um, instead of just going to Kroger and buying everything that they need, then they have to travel to several different places to get um, just like food in general. They don't get, um, most of them don't get snacks like Doritos or anything. And um, it just really uh, moved me how much um, they had to give just to, uh, just to get by in the everyday. And um, on top of that, how much they also like look out for each other there a lot more than we do in, here in America. Because I think uh, in America we live moderately comfortable lives, even uh, middle and lower class still have it a lot more comfortable than they do there in Mexico for uh, the the middle and lower class that they that they have in Mexico, and um, even like the youngest um, the youngest and the poorest, which were uh, I would probably consider the orphans that we work with. We work with a couple different orphanages. They just look out for each other in every different way, um, a lot more than we do here in America. And one of the times that uh, really stood out to me while we were there was we took them. Uh, we took a few orphans to um, this water park called Plaza Sesmo, uh, which is like a Sesame Street water park. And uh, when we got there, then we went on all the rides and stuff and hung out. And then at the very end of the day, then we went to a place that um, they sold, like, burgers and drinks and chips and stuff. And uh, we, we got each of the orphans a meal. And, um, well, most of um, us in the youth group, we didn't really like the burgers because we'd, we'd had, um, like, higher-class burgers, like Ruby Tuesdays and stuff like that. But um, what really struck me when we got there uh, was they, um, all the orphans, they would eat the burgers, but they would save the chips. And when we were walking out, then I noticed that, um, like, everybody was carrying, like, five bags of chips. There was, like, a few, a few kids that were just, like, dubbed the chip grabbers, I guess. And, um, and at first I didn't really realize it. I was like, why aren't they eating it? But then I realized that they were taking it back to their friends who couldn't come, and they were going to save it for later because it's such a, such a treat to um, be able to go to just a fast food restaurant like we do every week probably and just get uh, a simple snack like chips. And that just really moved me how much of a community they formed even though um, they don't have mu as much as we do here. They probably have a lot less. And um, one of the other things that really um, struck me, like Brian said, was the leadership formed and the friendships formed in our, in our own youth group because um, going down – and I thought that we were only going to be there to help out the orphans and stuff like that. But um, I also realized that it was for us to, um, us to invest in them and also invest in uh, the other people in our youth group and also to gain a 
deeper spiritual maturity. And uh, the leadership, like Brian talked about, with the younger, um, the younger high schoolers, high schoolers, like myself, um, just the way that um, some of the younger people stepped up, even uh, some of the eighth graders that were moving up to be freshmen, who they could have gone on the middle school mission trip, but they decided to put themselves out there and come to Mexico with us. That just really, um, it really touched me how, um, just like we could. Um, we could just be leaders with each other, even though um, I, w- I went in and I didn't really know many people, but I came out and now I know, like, uh, every person on the Mexico mission trip, both leaders and kids, um, really well. And uh, I felt like going to Mexico was a great way to summer to serve, like um, our whole series that we've been doing is. I think that if you ever get the chance to um, go to whether um, go on a mission trip, whether it's to India, uh, Nigeria, Mexico, or somewhere uh, locally and just work, um, just do the Lord's work, then I think that you should probably take it because I went in and I was kind of nervous going in, but I came out and it was really awesome. And it's a really life-changing experience. Hi, my name is Lindsay Zellweiner, and I went on the mission trip this summer to Louisiana, where we helped rebuild houses that were destroyed by Hurricane Katrina. The mission trip impacted my life because it showed me how fortunate I am to live in a nice house and helps me appreciate all the things I have. When we were at the work sites, it was really hot, really hot and I felt like complaining. But I remembered the verse Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That verse helps me now because whenever I feel like giving up, I remember the verse and the people we helped. We helped people get back in their homes after living in trailers for four years. The mission trip helped me grow closer to God and showed me just by helping someone or being nice, you are sharing Christ with them. I felt like on the mission trip, God was showing me how to share Christ to my friends and people at my school. In our small groups, we would read parables and discuss them. One of the parables that I liked was the parable of the workers in the vineyard because it's about how God doesn't judge you based on how long you work compared to others or how smart you are or how long you've been a Christian but loves you just the way you are and looks at your heart more than anything. A a decision I made on the mission trip that impacted my life was to show publicly my faith in Christ by being baptized. I got to know a lot of people, and it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait for next year, and I would encourage anybody to go. Hi, everybody. I'm Spencer Hogan, and I went to the junior high mission trip to Louisiana this summer. First thing I wanted to tell you about was the bus ride down. When we started out on the trip, I felt excluded from a lot of people and decided I wasn't going to have a fantastic time on the trip. The more I thought about it, the more I had that cold feeling go over me. So then I thought to myself that I need to pray. I, I then had the urge to start writing down Bible verses. Suddenly, I started feeling a lot better and had a great time on the drive down. So for people who are going to go on the mission trip, remember, you need to pray. It's a really big part about it. The next thing I want to tell you about is the work site. On the first day at the work site, I was tired from the bus ride, and my allergies were acting up. So I kind of wanted an easier job and ended up raking leaves. Little did I know that this was a lot harder than I thought. Not only did you have to rake the leaves, but you also had to scoop them up into a garbage can and empty them in a large dumpster. And there were a lot of leaves. So I got some friends, Luke, 
Katie and Jen to help me, and this made the work a lot easier and more fun. Through this, I felt like God was telling me, Spencer, you're not alone on working on this house. That's why I've given you friends. These words helped me throughout the week and made everything a lot easier. Last thing I want to tell you about is the foot washing. On the day before we went back to on the day we went on the day before we went back to Ohio, we had the foot washing service. This is just like the Bible story. On the day before Jesus was taken into custody to be crucified, he and his disciples had the last supper. And then Jesus washed his, the feet of his disciples and told them, "Be a friend to others and wash their feet as I have for you." And that made me think, love others, love yourself, but mostly love God, and this will help you get through the tough times in life. In the end, I lived, I laughed, I cried, I worshipped, but mostly the most memorable week of my life, helping others and growing closer to my friends. Thank you. Okay. Well, hey, if you went on this trip with us, I want you guys to come right on up here. Uh, to just join us in this time. I know there's not as many as first service, but if you went on the trip, come on up. We want you guys to be a part of it. You've earned it. In the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 21, it says this. Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't put it, or excuse me, it says, don't you put it on its stand. This week, the students made a decision to put their faith on a stand, and they let everybody see it. It was incredible when you see middle school students go down into an area which, quite honestly, it's not that much better than it was four years ago, and I know because I was there, and just sit there and say, okay, my faith is going to matter this week, and they put it out there for everyone to see. When we were down there, a couple of things that kind of grabbed my attention were, first of all, it was a young grade, young class. Not a lot of kids have been on mission trips, and like, that can be difficult because, man, you don't know what type of work ethic they're going to have. And so we laid out what we expected, and they blew it out of the water. By the second day, they had finished uh, two weeks' worth of projects. By the second day, they were coming back from Team Effort, which is a group we work with, and coming up with more projects for us. And I was, like, sitting there like, man, you guys are just incredible. You're, you're, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. What do we do next? And so we have to come up with a harder trip now because of what they did while they were down there. And so when you see 49 people change the world, it changes you. It changes you. And, guys, that's one of the things, like, if you saw this on the back of our T-shirts, it says, we are the revolution. Guys, that is a theme for the trip, but it also should be a motto for life. Guys, Christianity is not a spectator sport. Those of you who are just sitting in in seats and, and coming in, man, we love that you're here. But get out of the seat and do something. Become part of this revolution. Join us. Guys, I know in the middle school, we have a community, and we can't wait for more people to join us all the time. Be a part of what we're doing. Hang out with us. These are some great kids. If you are curious, if you're in middle school yourself, you don't know how lucky you are. You get to have me as a youth pastor. That's right. Joy. That's the word to go for. So, guys, come and join us. Be a part of what we're doing. Be a part of, of this revolution that's been going on for thousands of years that some of you are just finding out about now. Don't worry about what you know. Just bring who you are and join us. Got some information up here for you. If you're curious, talk to some of these kids who are on the trip, some of the leaders. It was incredible. And Greg Mose, you're going next year. I had to come up with all the sarcasm, and I was tired by the end of the trip. Okay? 
But, guys, join our revolution. Become part of what we're doing. Thank you. Tell you, they, uh, they're setting the bar for the rest of us. Our, our junior high and high school ministry is just doing an amazing job, uh, both Brian and Mark. And I don't know if you haven't been coming to Grace Chapel for very long. Um, Mark Ertin's been a part of this church since the day we started. So he's been uh, a youth, the junior high youth pastor in our church for going on 10 years. Uh, that is, if you don't, <laughs> that is astounding if you don't understand youth ministry. It really is. It really is. Now, it, it takes someone. It takes someone pretty amazing uh, to 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 invest in the lives of students for that long, and a little bit crazy. Um, so we, I love you, man, but you are a little bit crazy. Uh, but uh, it, it really says something about the dedication of the youth ministry uh, here at Grace Chapel and the lives that that these guys are impacting. Um, and you know, we sat around a staff meeting uh, like a couple weeks ago, just talking about you, you junior hires. Um, how incredible you are, uh, the leadership that you have, the way that you're working not only with on their mission trip, but they're helping out also with the ride, correct? And I've heard so many good reports from how well the junior hires are impacting with our children on the ride and the impact that the, just the, the lives that they're changing in the, in the younger ones. So uh, you guys are doing an amazing job both in junior high and high school, and we are so proud of all of you uh, as a part of this church. So let's just close out our service in a word of prayer. God, thank you so much for this time that we can spend together. Thank you, Lord God, for just the excitement that we heard in the voices of our students. Uh, Lord God, they may be young, but you are using them in a powerful way. They are setting such an incredible example for the rest of us to follow. We just pray, dear God, that each one of us as adults would step up, like Mark said, that we would step out of our seats and live our lives boldly for you, that we would be setting an example for them, that we would step up, Lord God, and live such bold, radical, and orthodox lives that, that they would be encouraged to even do more as they look forward in their lives to being adults, that they would look back at this time, and as they are adults, they would say to themselves, what can't we do? We did so much when we were younger. Now, nothing is impossible for us. So we just pray, dear God, all of us, from the youngest to the oldest, would just be radical for you, that we would live out our lives, that you would be Lord, not only Savior, but Lord of our lives, that we would get our marching orders from you, and that we would truly follow you and walk where you walk and live the way you lived, to be your hands and your feet to a hurting world. Father, as we close out this time, I just pray for every individual here this morning that they would be thinking about what you are calling them to do. Even this morning, what are you calling them to do? What are you calling us to do? What is it that you have for each individual in this church? May we seek that out and then use it to build this body of Christ that we can reach out from here and impact this world. God, we want to be bold. We want to be sacrificial. We want to use what we have, our resources, our time, our talent, our treasure, to glorify you. So, Father, we lay it at your feet this morning. We praise you for the celebration that we can have, to look back at all the things that have been going on this summer 
And God, this summer is, we're, we're still right in the middle of it. So many more exciting, dynamic, bold, and radical things are still yet to, to happen. And so we just pray, dear God, that you would allow us, you would allow us to, to be used by you and that you would spark in our hearts, set a fire in our hearts, that we would look back on this summer as one of the most incredible summers of our lives individually and as a church. We pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Have a great week.